the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffitt, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Julian Gibb from the Harvest Foundation, and today we are here to talk about The Kingdom and Its Stories. So who's involved with The Kingdom and the Stories? Is it merely uh, spiritual superheroes? Is it merely... uh, presidents or people like John Huss or John Wycliffe, or is it is it everyone, everyone who seeks to follow Jesus Christ, everyone who seeks to obey him by stepping out of their front door and loving their neighbor? Well, it's that, of course. And today we're blessed to have actually an old friend of mine, an old work colleague. And uh, we worked together for, what was it, about five years? I think it was about five. Put up, put up with one another for, for five years. Leonard is... Uh, He's uh, very generous and very calm and put up with me for five years. And so today we're blessed to have Leonard Valencia. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Julian. Glad to be here. And so uh, Leonard works for an organization named Christian Family Care. And so tell us a little bit about what is it that the organization does? Well, Christian Family Care is a foster care licensing agency. Uh, They provide services for foster families, also for adoptive families uh, who adopt a child. Uh, beyond that, uh, we also provide other services, counseling, uh, pregnancy counseling. Uh, we also have other programs. Safe Families is a program that we uh, started roughly, I think it was two years ago, where uh, if a family is in need, we try to keep the family united. But the same family may be a family that temporarily keeps a child, but not on a permanent basis. Um, we also have programs where we mentor those who age out of the system uh, once they're 18. Uh, often children don't know what's next, and they have to figure out, am I going to school? Am I going to work? And so we have mentor- mentoring programs that help that as well. And um, just recently we started a preschool. Mm. So I think it's called We Care Kids, um, and it's open to foster families to, to bring their children, but also to other families just within the community. Um, and then, of course, um, the thrift stores that we have that help uh, uh, cover the cost, uh, the proceeds, help to cover the cost of a lot of, the, of a lot of those programs. Wow! So that I mean, that's a lot. It's not just not just well, just but foster care, you know, which is obviously wonderful. But there's there's a whole lot more involved, as you say. There's a, adoption, foster care, uh, counselling classes. So um, t- tell us, you know, with the, I mean, the whole foster care process, how, how did this start? How did Christian family care come into being? Well, back about, I think it was 1982, uh, a lovely lady named Kay Ekstrom 
decided there was a need to have a licensing agency with the idea and emphasis of how, as Christians, can we influence the world in the foster care system. And, and that's when she created it, along with, I think it was with Scottsdale Bible Church at the time. And uh, she's still around, and she's a lovely lady that I get to see every now and then at the store. Well, that's wonderful. And so I, I'm looking on your website, and by the way, let's get that plug in. Uh, what is the website? It is cfcare.org. So if you need any information, that's the place to go. cfcare.org. And so uh, perhaps you're out there and you're thinking, oh, I want to learn more about um, uh, the the adoption, um, how you can get involved. Perhaps you want to uh, to adopt a child or perhaps you want to help as uh, you know, it says that it takes uh, a village to raise a child, a number of people to come together. It does take a village, um, not only with uh, our agency, but along they have support systems as well. So if you decide to become a foster parent, there are support systems in place. So groups that meet throughout the valley, um, oftentimes once a week, um, because it's sometimes not easy being a foster parent, and it's not easy when you adopt a child where you don't know the environment they came from. So um, there is that support available. Because, I mean, it, it, it's a real blessing, you know, to be in a situation where you're able to help a child. And for those who are listening, who are, who are adopted, who have been fostered, you know, uh, uh, what a blessing you are. But, of course, for, for both sides, you know, it's a challenge raising. Uh, I have my two uh, children, and they are wonderful, but... Uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because they're human. It's a challenge because, you know, I wasn't born the perfect parent. And so uh, so is that what the counseling that you offer is there? You, you journey along with the uh, foster child and the foster parents. You, you journey. So, so it's not like you have to step out alone. Correct. Uh, and with your biological child, they live with you. You've been able to raise them. Uh, the child that comes into your home um, you don't realize the environment they've, they've come from. And also, being removed from their home, there's a sense of abandonment mm. from their family. Mm. And there's a big bridge that, as a foster parent, you will learn that. There are classes that are provided for you as well. So those classes, my wife and I took them. We were foster parents for eight years. And uh, they are so valuable when dealing with foster children. Because I'm looking here, and there's uh, <clears throat> behavior management, emotional healing, parenting strategies. I mean, I could just take those for myself. You know? <laughs> so, and maybe you should, Julian. <laughs> maybe I should. Well, you said you wouldn't go into that. So, uh, but uh, that that that's wonderful because um, you know children are a blessing, um, whether biological or whether adopted, an absolute blessing. But of course, just. Uh, the best way to reach out and to love them. Sometimes we need a bit of extra help. Yes, we do. Yeah. And so, uh, so you do adoption, and there's foster care, and uh, then you, you gave. Uh, I, I missed a few things. You said you, you have a preschool. Yes, we have a preschool now. It's I called We Care Preschool, and uh, the location is just south of Glendale on Seventh Avenue. Uh, it just started in August, uh, so it, enrollment is open now. And they have a wonderful, loving uh, staff there and a wonderful director. And uh, they'd love to have more children. Amen. Well, uh, okay, great. Yeah. So there's actually a school that's letting people come in. Exactly. And, and we're trying to bridge the gap of all ages. Ah. Yeah, so from children, yeah. from babies, infants, all the way ah. 
through schooling of preschoolers. Wow. And uh, so you have here a Safe Families uh, for Children. Tell us a little bit about um, the Safe Families situation. At times, parents may go through struggles, and we all do. Um, And the Safe Families is an opportunity for them to get help. Uh, A Safe Family is an environment where a child may be placed there on a temporary basis, uh, not to be removed, and we work alongside with the biological families to help them in reuniting or keeping their child in their home. Mm. I see. So, so helping a family that are having difficulties to uh, to journey to to heal together, so that the child doesn't need to be removed from that family, correct? That biological yes. family, but but can work through the difficulties and stay together. And that's what is provided. Uh, whether they need counseling, we provide that as well. Um, Oftentimes, well, the thrift store will provide, let's say it's clothing. Uh, we have actually partnered with a food bank, and so we can direct them to a feed, food bank mm. if it's, it's food that they need. And uh, so we're trying to help not just the child but the families and the community that's involved with those families. So there's, I mean, what's the situation? How many um, children are uh, in need of foster care within Within there, Arizona. There is roughly 14,000. Uh, at one time, when we were foster, my wife and I, I think they had gone up to about 17,000. 17,000. Yeah, so it's a little bit lower than it is than it was, and we thank God for that, but there is a great need still. So if anyone would be interested in becoming a foster parent, I would encourage it. It's a blessing, I think, more to the parent, the foster parent, than it is mm. to the child. And they really are a blessing. Mm. So how how would you know f- first of all um how would someone start if uh if they have an inclination within them if the lord is pressing upon them uh a desire to help a call a passion to help how 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 would they start well you can check on the on the website first cfcare.org cfcare.org <laughs> <laughs> and uh they will direct you, but also there's a number you can call, and I have that memorized. It's 602-234-1935, and they can direct you as well. And if you'd like, come come by the thrift store. We talk a lot about what foster parents do, mm. and we help foster parents. So uh, did, I'm assuming you're working together with the uh, Arizona Department of Child Safety, and so there's governmental and uh, also your organization and the spiritual joining forces in order to reach out to the vulnerable within our society. Correct. And you don't find that in all agencies. The spiritual side is not there. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we really uh, encourage people to, to think about where you want to be licensed if you want to be a foster parent yeah. and have that influence of Christ in everything that you do. And so there, there may be people listening who go, this is amazing. You know, for Scripture says, you know, what is pure, perfect religion? Uh, caring for orphans and widows in, in their needs and not being polluted by the world, but caring for orphans and for widows. And so um, so here with the adoption of foster care, people go, okay, that's a call. I'm being called to, to do something, but I just don't think I'm in a position um, to foster a child. How else can people get involved to help the organization, to help others who are adopting children? Well, the way you can help if you don't, God is not uh, calling you to be a foster parent. There are programs like mentoring programs Mm. where you come alongside a child and you are that mentor to that child 
through the time that they're in foster care. And that might, might encapsulate going to games together, may encapsulate go to the park together. And you are that influence along with the foster parents on that child. And uh, so, so there's, you, can, uh, you can assist by volunteering in um, things what, like administration or, and, or getting involved in the children's life. And I hear you have a mentoring program as well. Yes. So. And I mentioned the mentoring program. I'm glad you brought up the volunteering um, because we have volunteers at the thrift store. We have volunteers in our main office, whether it's administrative uh, or whatever it might be. Um, we have different programs that uh, anybody could help in. And so uh, it, it's a shame, really, this is with the radio and not TV, because I'm wearing a stunning shirt. It's a classic number, and it was bought from a thrift store. Can you believe it? From your thrift store. And, and I, I shop nowhere else. <laughs> I shop at a thrift store. And that, let me give a little plug for the thrift store. We actually have two thrift stores, one in Tucson okay, at, uh, on Speedway at 7667 East Speedway Boulevard. Okay. And then the other store is here in Phoenix at uh, 3121 East Greenway Road. So what are the crossroads for that? Uh, that? Phoenix is 32nd Street and Greenway, and Tucson is Pantano and Speedway. Okay, great. Yes, you know, because I've been there myself, you know, and... Uh, and I've seen your family as well. Yes, well, you know, we're, we're bargain hunters. <laughs> yes, yes, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> and there are bargains there as well. And so, um, so good. No, uh, tell us about the thrift store. So, uh, you know, I'm assuming clearly that it's there to uh, to raise money in order to to fund these projects. So, if if you guys are out there and you do have, well, yeah, well, what do you take? Clothes. We take just about everything. I will tell you, there's three items we don't take. Okay. Mattresses, box springs, and the big old TVs. Those are the only three items we don't take. And uh, we receive them anytime, 10 to 5, Monday through Friday, and 10 to 4 on Saturday. And when you come to donate, you need to come in and shop because you never know what you might find. Well, that's true. That's true. It's actually a little bit dangerous to go with my family, <laughs> but uh, they, they shop a lot. But um, so the thrift store, so clearly it's uh, there to get to the chase to raise money for the organization. But um, but what else? T- tell us about yeah. the thrift store. I mean, what, what sort of... Well, we have... Um, Roughly about 40 volunteers. Mm. Uh, most of them are women, ladies. Okay. Um, they're lovely ladies. I kind of call them my golden girls. The golden girls? The golden girls. I have 40 of them I, I have and, and uh, work with. And uh, a few guys. We always need more volunteers, though. If you feel God's calling you to that, we, we would you know, love to have you join us at the thrift stores. So men, men aren't doing their part. Oh, we, we have a few <laughs> men. We have five men, and I'm so glad for their beef because I need the muscle every now and then. Come on, uh, man. Yes, exactly. Please come. But, uh, you know, some of the items we get are um, unique items. Uh, mm-hmm. Just got a player piano in and uh, had an old pump organ that came in that sold very quickly. Um, but one story is we received, um, and we were scrounging through a box that came in. It uh, wasn't anything special about the box. We, we kind of looked through it, and we found inside the box at the bottom uh, a group of medals, war medals. Really? And uh, we thought, well, there's no way we can sell these. Mm. And uh, so one of our volunteers did a lot of research on who these medals might belong to and find out, found out it was belonged to a Korean War veteran. And yes. we actually were able to find the family. Oh. And the gentleman has passed away, but we were able to get it to his daughter. And she was just overjoyed. And uh, so now there's a connection. And she lives in Florida. Now there's a connection between our thrift store and that lady who now lives in Florida. Wow, so that, that's wonderful. You know, good for you as well, you know, because that, that could have brought in 
Well, it could have, but we didn't feel right in no. selling anything like that. Yeah. No. So, but it's it's not only selling items, and uh, I tell everybody at the store, um, we emulate Christ in all we do. We have that in our name, Christian Family Care Thrift Store, Christian Family Care, and. Uh, if somebody comes to know Christ through our store, if they feel loves, love of Christ through our store, that's the main emphasis. Mm. And if we sell something, that's gravy on top of it. Well, amen. Yeah. Oh, amen. You know, because, again, it's about the Lord providing. Amen. Yes. You know, and he, he's the one who is taking care for, for his children. You know, we are all, all God's children, you know, from all nations, you know. So uh, wherever we come from, uh, we are God's children. And so, so that the fact that... Um, the uh, thrift store is there to provide financially is as you're as what you're saying is sort of a sidekick really it's <laughs> it's it's nice but it's uh, also bringing in volunteers and, yes. and and building up a community in itself it really is um just to give you an idea um we are known for fostering we're known for adoption but in our area where our thrift store is there's a, a small population of homeless people mm. we try to provide for them as well if they need a shirt a pair of pants uh, maybe they're going on a job interview, and and mon- many of them come into the store and say, "I'm going on a job interview. Can you give me a pair of pants, a nice shirt?" And we do that, and then we get to hear stories of, "Well, I didn't get the job, or I did get the job, but we're part of that within the community to help those around us, and that's what God calls us to do." Well, that that's wonderful. So you know, pe- people can come in and and get a nice shirt and exactly. go for an interview and. So it's really uh, you're not a one-trick pony. Then it's really a, a, a desire to help in any way that you can. We try not to be, yeah, and we try to help as many as we can. And so, how can uh, so we're talking about you know individuals? They can go to the website cfcfcare.org. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, uh, but also, um, what about you know, that's for individuals and uh, individuals coming together? But what about churches? How can how can they get involved? Well, many of the churches, um, we have donation bins placed in some of our churches. They're not obtrusive. They're small donation bins. And we would appreciate if other churches would love to have a donation bin, just please give us a call. Let me give you that number. It's 602-765-1478. And then we can hear from you. We can place a donation bin um, uh, on your property just in the parking lot somewhere. And many of the donations from there really help us in uh, filling the showroom, and then that uh, turns into proceeds for the agency as well. Um, We also have groups of volunteers that come from churches. Just recently had six volunteers that came in from a local church uh, yesterday. It was a joy to have them, and I think they had a wonderful time. Uh, We have another group coming in on Saturday, and so... uh, that is one way they can help. Uh, the the f- best way, I think, is to pray for us. Right, of course. You know, and for, for the agency, because there will always be a need mm. for parents and for families and for churches to come around us and to support us. And so do you uh, have any um, stories that you can share of uh, how children have been connected with uh, loving adopting parents or uh, how a family has been healed within, a biological family has been healed within? Well, I personally, we were foster parents, and I'll I'll share that story Mm. because I can speak more closely to that. Um, My wife and I were foster parents for eight years, and uh, we had roughly 16 children come in and out of our home. 16? 16. Not all at once. (laughs) 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 We couldn't handle that. But uh, 
we had a family that uh, is kind of near and dear to our hearts, and we had their two daughters first, and they were six and eight, I think, or five and seven at the time. And uh, then their two other children, their older siblings, came in. And so we had four children in our home for about two years. And uh, now uh, they went back and reunited. The children reunited with their families, and that was wonderful. Praise God. And, but one of them came back to us. She wanted to become, uh, she wanted us to be guardians over her. Mm. She came back at the age of 15, and uh, now she's going to be 17, graduating from high school, which will be the first uh, graduate in her family from high school, oh, which damn. is a wonderful story. It really is a wonderful story. And, uh, and, and not just that, but the spiritual influence that we can give and all the people that are around her from youth pastors to other pastors that have influenced the children that have been in our homes. So that's another way churches can get involved as well, is coming around those foster families and encouraging them and giving the spiritual leadership that not only the parents need, but also that the children need as well. Amen. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb, and today we have Leonard Valencia. And Leonard is here to uh, tell us about the Christian family care organization that uh, helps families to, to heal biological families to heal from conflicts or difficulties that may arise within that family, but also for adoption and foster care and counseling. And so Leonard was just sharing to us that he and his wife, uh, Tammy, they uh, have themselves fostered 16 children. 16. So I had to look at you again to make sure I was right. <laughs> 16. So uh, as you say, you know, that, that children are a blessing, but, but how do you do it? I mean, uh, I, I don't mean this in a flippant way or in a negative way, but um, children are exhausting, you know, and, <laughs> and if you're a kid listening, no offense, uh, it's just, you know, the, the desire uh, to, 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 to give out love. You know, you and Tammy have this desire to give out love uh, and amen and amen, but how, how, how do you keep going? Because it, it, is, it is a tiring, physically, uh, spiritually, emotionally, a tiring project, one that you desperately want to do. But let, let me ask this question. Why are you doing it? You know, you, you've got, you have your two biological kids. Uh, you've raised them, put them through school and college and so forth. And, uh, uh, and so you've done your bit. You know, why don't you, uh, you know, go, go and get some golf clubs, you know, and uh, sit by the pool, you know, for the next uh, 20 years or whatever. You know, why, why love these children? Well, first off, I'm not a good golfer, so I wouldn't do that. So <laughs> It's because you've got 16 foster kids. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I don't have the time. Uh, well, God calls us to do it. I mean, he calls us to care of the, care of the orphans and the widows. Mm. And it's kind of a command in some ways. It really is. That, and, and it plays upon our heart uh, that that's what God calls us. doesn't call everybody to do that. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he called my wife and I to do that. Mm. Um, and... It's part of the Great Commission, really, because if they're in your home, you can share Christ with them. Mm. And you may not have that opportunity any other time. How many times do you interface with a child that's you know, hurting or on the street that yeah. has nowhere to go? Mm. And so that's what we, we've, we were called to do that. Um, God calls us to do that, to share Christ's love. Uh, you know, God tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, and the other one is to love your neighbor. Mm. And those children are neighbors and uh, others. And so that's why we've called to do that. And the last thing really about in that area would be we love kids. We've always worked with kids. And my wife and I have worked with children all our lives. 
And uh, we were empty nesters for a while after the kids grew. And we looked at each other. We need some noise in this house. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of the reason we, we brought them in. Uh, it's not easy. It really isn't easy. I will tell you it's not easy. But the agency will prepare you if you have any interest at all. Mm-hmm. And I encourage anybody who's interested uh, to go uh, contact the agency. There is a class that they offer that will determine, hey, this is where God's calling me. Mm. But uh, I would encourage anybody who's interested in something like that to, to do that, uh, contact them, and uh, they, are, they are great help at the agency. They really are. And so perhaps uh, we're not all called to have 16 uh, foster kids in our house. Um, but we are all called to do something. And as James says, you know, there, there's uh, the sin of omission. If we know that there are people in need, uh, and we, we, we've been told, you know, as well, like all, all people, but uh, those who are uh, orphans, uh, those who need a family, and, and also widows as well to take care of them. And so, well, however God is placing... Uh, his passion on your heart, I would say reach out. You've got the website, you've got the phone number, look us up and see how you can get involved. But uh, Leonard, a big thank you to you. Thank you for the uh, inspiration and uh, uh, we appreciate you coming in. And one more time, it's uh, cfcare.org. That is correct. Find out how you can get involved. God bless you. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.